Welcome to the Peak RP Podcast. Uh, welcome back. My name is Luke Huswell. I'm a physical therapist here at Peak Rehab, joined again by my friend and colleague, Dr. Randy Meredith from Legend Orthopedics here in Augusta, Georgia. And we are talking about rotator cuff repair. And today we're going to get into the post-op phases. So we are now out of surgery. And today we're going to talk about weeks zero through six. So the first six weeks of uh, recovery after your rotator cuff repair. Welcome, Dr. Meredith. Good to see you. Thanks, Luke. Okay, so very simply, the first six weeks um, we're in a sling. The first thing we're going to talk about is is all kind of questions and things about the sling. Yeah. Maybe maybe why do we have a sling? <coughs> yeah. The other thing that you're going to see is a sling with a pillow. Maybe versus sometimes. If you yeah. don't have a pillow with your sling, maybe what that means, let's just jump in and talk about slings. Why do we need a sling post-op week through post-op week six? Well, like we talked about with the surgery, what we're doing is we're pulling the rotator cuff over. We're holding it down to your bone with an anchor and some sutures. And the problem is the rotator cuff's responsibility is to hold that golf ball in the center of that tee. So when you try to lift your arm up, it's pulling on that tendon, Okay. So that'll pull that suture, and it tries to pull that tendon away from the bone. If the right. tendon pulls away from the bone, it gets harder for it to heal. Mm-hmm. So we put you in that sling so that you don't actively, actively being the key word, try right. to move that arm. Yeah, okay. we're going to talk about passive range of motion, right. of course, in this first six weeks. But that's what right. you're talking about is, uh, you know, we're trying to avoid that active pivot that's going to cause right. that that rotator cuff tendon to contract and right. and pull away. So we're wearing that sling for protection. That's correct. Right? Um, that's correct. Now, sometimes, you know, most of the times, you know, the, the slings have an abduction pillow, and that just keeps that arm a little bit away from the side because that's a, a great healing position. If you don't do a rotator cuff repair and you just go in there and clean things up, that's when we're going to see people who maybe don't have that pillow, correct? That's correct. That's when the sling's just mainly for comfort. Right. And those people will tell them, hey, look, the sling's for comfort. You can come out of it. You can actively move your arm. You can get rid of the sling whenever you want. You don't have to sleep in it and those kind of things. But that's for people that, you know, have had more of a cleanup, maybe a subacromial decompression where you take off those bone spurs, clean out the bursa, things like that. But when you have a repair, the reason the pillow is there is because it gets the arm abducted out away from the body a little bit. takes a little bit of the pressure off that's the right. repair. Yeah, right? it takes a little of that right. traction off that's there, exactly right? That's exactly right. Yeah. All right, so we're, we're in this sling for about six weeks. I think that's one of the first things that people need to understand is, hey, when you're thinking about I'm going to have a rotator cuff repair, you need to prepare for, well, I'm going to be in a sling for six weeks that's more right. than likely. Yep. Right. More than likely. All right. So let's let's talk about uh, a little, keep going on that sling, which which is this. So patients usually are going to come to us within about the first week post-op and we're going to uh, teach them how to get in and out of the sling and usually how to do a few simple passive range of motion exercises. Yep. And we like to do those two to three times a day and then we're back in that sling. Um, and again, what in this protection and range of motion phase, of, of course, we don't want to just put people in a sling and then see them in six weeks, you know, because... Can't do it. Can't do it, right? right. That motion is critical. Right. And uh, that's the most... That's the probably the number one thing I try to impress upon people is that no matter how bad it hurts, no matter what, 
that first six weeks, uh, and even for the therapist, it's it's first six weeks is motion. Absolutely. When we operate on the shoulder, the shoulder is one of the more unforgiving joints too. In other words, that we operate on it, and if we just leave you in the sling and you don't move it, it's going to get stiff. Right. And it's not going to move again. Right. And you can have the best rotator cuff in the right. world, but you're not going to overpower all that scar tissue yeah. to move your shoulder. Yeah. So the first six weeks is about passive motion and getting that motion back. Yeah. You know, that's critical. Caleb and I are going to do a little rehab on the first six weeks to get a little bit more in depth on that passive range of motion. But on on our side, that's, you know, I'm not looking for, you know, if we do passive range of motion exercises correctly, they're not, they're not super painful. They really right. shouldn't be, right? Because right. we're not contracting all this right. stuff, right? This arm is relaxed. And we're just gently moving that ball, uh, you know, with that socket and getting that good motion. You know, we say all the time, motion is lotion, motion is medicine. And so, again, the key is you're not at home actively picking this thing up and down. We're using something like a pulley, Mm -hmm. you know, or we're teaching you how to use your other arm to move that surgical Mm -hmm. arm. Or maybe sometimes a spouse, if that, if that, now that can work against them sometimes, right? right? You got to, you got to choose the spouse there. That could be dangerous. That's That's right. (laughs) But, but again, the key uh, patients out there is Dr. Meredith and I are, are talking about passive range of motion where you are not actively moving that arm. But again, yet we're getting motion in there every day. Okay, so uh, about two weeks out, you're usually going to see folks back. Yep, and we usually uh, see them back and check their portals and all that kind of stuff. Right. Take their uh, take their stitches out. Sure. Things like that. Just maybe even gently check their motion a little sure. bit. At that point, it's not as big a deal. Right. Uh, you know, kind of where they are emotion wise at two right. weeks. Right. Um, and uh, and make sure they're in physical therapy. Mm. And at that point, the number one thing for me is I make sure they understand they need to be getting their motion. Right. Okay. Right. That's the number one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, as we talked about with a knee replacement, of course, these things are so important. But this shoulder, as you mentioned, being a pretty unforgiving joint, it's really critical that patients understand why do I need to go to PT or why do I need to be, what, what, you know, what do you, well, how about I just, it hurts. I'm just going to leave it alone, man. Don't have a rotator cuff repair and don't do your rehab because you won't have a good shoulder. That's exactly right. You won't have a good shoulder. PT is the most important part of a repair. All right. So you see them at two weeks and and you're taking out um, sutures and, and giving some checks. We are, we typically are seeing people weekly, um, and we're just working on passive range of motion. Again, I, you know, patients on, on my side, they're going to have, uh, you know, a fair amount of pain. Nobody sleeps well. Let's, we talked about this with knee replacement. That's right. You know, I've, I've found that people are typically in something like a recliner for sleep for about three weeks. Fairly normal. Right. And then yeah, they're some longer. Right. Yeah. And then they're going to try to ease their way to the bed. But I, you know, I think when you lay down and, and it just kind of puts that traction on that shoulder a little bit. Yeah. And, and uh, usually we're going to have people make sure they're getting a pillow behind that elbow just to support it. Um, so that it's not kind of hanging back and under stress. Sure. Um, but I think that, that, uh, that that's all exactly right. And it's the same stuff we see, we hear, we tell them, look, you're probably going to need to sleep something either propped up or in a recliner or something right. like that for right. a while. And you can go to the bed whenever you feel comfortable to do it, but right. you got to still sleep in that slink. That's right. Because when you're asleep, you don't really know what you're going to do. No, no. Yeah. So let's stay there a minute because patients, of course, hate the sling. That's correct. And uh, that's pretty normal. Yep. 
And they're usually trying to get out of the sling as much as they can. So let's ask the questions that both you and I get, which is, hey, you know, if I'm two or three weeks out of surgery and I'm sitting there watching a movie, can I take my sling off? Mm -hmm. Or if I'm just around my house, I'm not doing anything. Mm -hmm. Can I can I take my sling off? Mm -hmm. You know, I usually tell them no. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, the truth is you have to just be really careful. In other words, if you're sitting there watching TV and you want to take your sling off or you want to take your elbow out. Right. And move your elbow and your wrist. That's perfectly fine. Right. Okay. What you have to be careful of is anything where something quick happens, something falls, something happens, and you're out of that sling and you jerk that arm around right. to instinctively reach for something. Right. That's what we worry about the most because no that's active motion. Not only is it active motion, it's instinctively really contracting those muscles quickly. Hard. That's right. Hard. That's and right. that is where you can definitely re-tear something. Yeah. Yeah. We get tendon rupture mm-hmm. a lot of times when we make that hard contraction, right. right? And we generate a lot of, a lot of force through right. that tendon. So, yeah, we're wearing that sling a lot of times to protect ourselves from, yeah. from doing that and motion. you got to understand, right? The tendon tore in the beginning because the tendon was beat up. Right. The tendon wasn't as good. Yeah. Things like that. So when we put a stitch through it, the only holding it there is a stitch. And some of these tendons aren't as good as others. And right. So that it may not even be that the stitch tears. It may be that the tendon literally just tears and rips around that suture. Right. Because... The tendon's not very good. I mean, that's a great point. And patients, I, I would encourage patients to to ask these questions, both both of me and you. Like, hey, you know, what was the quality of, of that tissue in there? Was it really good? And yeah. and if I don't know, uh, you know, a lot of times I have your op report. Um, yeah. A lot of times I'll call you and say, hey, what this look like? Right. Hey, that tissue looked great. Or let's go a little slower there. That's that right. tissue quality, you know, wasn't as good. And that's so, one of the things I do with the patients at two weeks is we, right. we look at their pictures. Right. So I try to go over that with them. Yeah. Yeah. Your tendon was beat up. It was shredded. Yeah. Uh, it was delaminated. Right. I mean, there's all kinds of things that happen to these tendons before we repair them. Yeah, that's important. Okay. So, so again, these first six weeks are probably the most important time of this cuff rehab. Yeah. You know, because we got to let have a, a good healing environment take place. Right. And then and then again, preserve some good shoulder motion for that second phase that we're going to get into next where we start to work on strengthening. Um, all right. So finally, you see them back around week six. Yep. Um, hopefully their motion is good. That's the number one thing we care about at six weeks. Right. Is that, hey, is their motion getting there? Are they getting better? Is their pain slowly getting better? Those kind of things. And at six weeks, usually we'll let them come out of that sling. Right. And then they'll start into phase two, which we'll talk about. Real quickly, that motion that we're talking about is really passive shoulder flexion. So hand in front of you, mm-hmm. passively going over your head. So we're not typically working on out to the side or behind the back. Right. Those are important. And we're not really working a lot on some rotational movements, mm-hmm. but we're working on just kind of passively bringing that arm in front and going over the head right. and so that's kind of what we're talking about when we're talking about how's that joint moving yeah yeah they, they got to get it you know forward flexion is the one thing usually the others will come right um you just have to work it and it's okay to work on a little bit of rotation passive rotation because the same thing it's not going to do much 
you know, just so they don't get too scarred in and interpretation right. and things. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and, and we usually work passive flexion. I tell patients is safe, uh, and then we're working into some passive external rotation right. in that in that first six weeks. That's and right. and and I usually don't do much with internal rotation right. for till about six weeks. It, it typically just, their arms kind of held that way anyway in the right. sling. So right. Usually that's not not a big problem. player. Yeah. Well, and we'll work on that rehab side more yeah. after week six. Yeah. All right. So that's post off week zero to six we talked about protecting that shoulder for some good healing getting some good passive range of motion and making sure we're ready to go into that second phase of your cuff repair surgery which is the strengthening phase dr meredith we will talk about that in the next episode sounds great